Good morning. Again, it's just awesome to, to see you this morning. Um, I'm going to continue um, a lesson series that we started a few weeks ago called Following His Perfect Example. And uh, this morning we talk about being in the family of God. Following His Perfect Example, being in the family of God. See, last week, uh, the last couple weeks, we've talked about um, Jesus uh, following his perfect, perfect example to a better life. And last week, we talked about his perfect forgiveness and how through him we can be made whole. And when that happens this morning, I want to transition just to say, you know, that while our sins being forgiven and us being offered that eternal grace, is wonderful. It's it, it 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 it's unexplainable how wonderful it is. But it goes on. We're still continuing to grow as Christians, and the thing about it is, we're a part of His family, and that's what I want to concentrate on this morning. We've been justified by the blood of Jesus, but we need to be in. A, we need to have a friendship. We need to have a relationship with God. But the thing about it is, to do that, we can't do it on our own. We talked about accepting his love and grace last week. But you see, there's a big difference between people and God. I don't know if y'all have noticed that, but there's a big difference between people and God. If you talk to me for any length of time, you know that there's a big difference between man and God. You see, the differences, some of the differences are, you see, God's full of unlimited power. God is full of wisdom. God is full of unlimited holiness. God is the creator of all things. He's the sustainer of all things. He's the knower of all things. He's eternal, immortal, and invisible. That's God. All those attributes are attributes of God. Indeed, he fills the entire universe with his presence. It's hard for us to understand that, but he fills everything, this whole vast universe and more, everything that exists, he fills with his presence. Jeremiah Jeremiah 23, 23 and 24 says, Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I need not fill heaven and earth? says the Lord. The Lord is everywhere. God is everywhere. He, we can't go anywhere that God's not already there. It's hard for us as humans to imagine that. It is very hard for us as humans to imagine that. But he's already there. No matter where we go, we can't tell God where he can be and where he can't be. He's already there. He meets us there. You see, on the other hand, man, or people, you see, we're mortal, we're finite. Our knowledge is limited. We're the created one. God created us. And we need God to sustain us. You see, God supplies every need. You see, we depend on God for everything. Paul wrote in Acts 17, 24-28, God who made the world and everything in it since... He is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, 
since he gives to all life, breath, and all things, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the faces of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they may grow for him and find him. Though he is not far away, each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. And also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. We are his offspring. We should be seeking him in everything that we do. That's what Paul is writing right there. You see, the difference between God and man is so great. We should be overwhelmed when we think about it. When we think about being in his presence, we should be overwhelmed and in awe of just how magnificent he is. See, the difference between God and man is written about. Matter of fact, when we look in the Old Testament, When people came in contact with God, when they, came, when they were face to face with God, they were scared. They were overwhelmed. When Moses first spoke to God in Exodus 3, 6, moreover he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. That's how much different God and men are. So how can we hope to comprehend and to approach a God who is so magnificent and so wonderful? How can it be that us as human beings can do that? I can tell you right now that it's through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, through accepting his forgiveness that we talked about last week and entering in a relationship with him, he's made a way. He has made a way for us. The things we can't comprehend, we rely on his power and his grace and his mercy and his love. And we can feel that perfect peace. If we rely on ourselves, then we're not perfect, so things are a little bit shaky. But when we put our trust in God and we have that relationship with Jesus Christ, things get less complicated. Jesus is the way to a relationship. John 1.18 says, No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten, begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. So through Jesus, we can have this relationship with the Father. How is, a, how is Jesus able to declare this? For one thing, He came to earth from God. And He's the only one who has truly seen God. You see, He is God. He is God. He's been since the beginning John 6.46 says, Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who has come from God. He has seen the Father. You see, Jesus is God himself. John clearly states this in John 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Who is the Word? Who's the Word that was with God? The one who came... And the world is flesh. John later says in John 1.14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and beheld his glory. 
the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, the Word is Jesus. The Word is Jesus. Jesus has been there since the beginning. Again, Jesus is God, and through Him and His sacrifice, when He came on earth to live a perfect life that we can't live through our relationship with Him, we have access to the Father. The apostles proclaimed that he was the complete manifestation of God. You see, when we accept Jesus, we accept the way to the Father. We can now approach God. You see, Jesus is our high priest. He connects us with God. Matter of fact, Galatians 3.26 tells us who we are. It says we're all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, you see, we're in God's family. Through Jesus Christ, we are in his family. We now have a way. No, we can't be perfect, but through Jesus Christ and relying on his perfect power, we can be in relationship with with the Father. Hebrews 4.14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through to heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confessions. Through Jesus, we can have that relationship. You see, Jesus became a man, and he understands our difficulties. He lived a perfect life. He didn't sin, but he knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to live on this earth. Hebrews 4.15 says, For for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we're tempted. He was tempted without sin. We have a high priest. But again, just like I told you this morning, the difference between visitors and guests. We're not God's visitors or guests. In reality, we're his family. We're all in the family of God. We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We became a part of that family. You see, there's terms which we complain. Again, just the children of God, being a part of his house, being a part of his family, is what makes us whole. 1 Timothy 3.15, Paul writes, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Again, we're in God's house now. When I say in God's house, we're in his family. We're a part of his family. And God dwells within us. God dwells within us. The third part of the Trinity lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit, we depend on Him every day to sustain us. We rely on Him. We rely on Him to sustain our every need. Another descriptive term that speaks of who Christ is and who we are through Christ is we're a royal priesthood. 
Again, because of Jesus' sacrifice, what he's done for us, we have access to the, to the Father. 1 Peter 2.5 says, You are as living stones, are being built upon a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up a spiritual sacrifice, or to offer up spiritual, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You see, we're part of a royal priesthood. We're part of God's family. 1 Peter 2.9 goes on to say, But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and his marvelous light. We're part of his family. We live in a world now that we live in a world now that sometimes people want to separate each other. We want to put each other in you know, you're, you're in this bucket, I'm in this bucket, we're in all kinds of different buckets because we put too much trust and too much stock in worldly things. In reality, we're all in the same bucket. We're all children of God. Every one of us. Every one of us are children of God. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're in this together now. We may have some disagreements because families do that. I don't know if y'all knew that. Again, because we're human beings, we're not perfect, but we rely on a perfect Savior. And when we do that, again, we're part of his family. Don't let anybody tell you you're not good enough to do anything. If somebody tells you that and you believe it, you're probably right. Because you're probably thinking about your own power, and we are limited with our power. But you see, we serve a God who knows no limitations. Through him, when we're called to do something, when we rely on his power, we can do whatever he's called us to do. But if we rely on our own, when we rely on our own, we're limited. When we start listening to people around us that tell us that we're not good enough. When we start thinking about it in human terms, we are limited. But praise God, Jesus came and lived a perfect life. He lived a perfect life and he, he, he sacrificed. He made a sacrifice for us. And, he, and in Hebrews 13, 5, it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God's always with us. Again, the Holy Spirit is dwelling with us. We, we're relying on his power right now. And Jesus is the way to that relationship. Jesus is the, the way to being a part of God's family. You see, John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus and his perfection is why we can have that relationship that we, we desire so much. That relationship that God had with man when Adam and Eve walked through the garden before the first sin happened. That's the relationship we're striving for. And again, if we want to do it on our own, we can't. But through a relationship with Jesus Christ, we can do anything. Galatians 3, 26 and 27. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you are baptized into Christ, have put on Christ... Again, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, 
by our faith, by placing our faith in him, you see, we put on Christ. We're now a part of his family. Is that not just awesome? Again, I told you how just wonderful, how much different God is than man, and how we should be in awe. But what we really should be in awe of, uh, uh, when we talk about love, uh, all that power and stuff, is his love. As much as we desire to be, to have a relationship with him, he has that same desire for us. He has that same desire for us. If you look at all the other religions in the world, if you look at all the religions in the world, they find, they try to find some way to get to God. By doing certain things. By, they look for a path to God. It doesn't matter which one you look at. They all look for a path to God. Praise the Lord. Being a Christian is not like that. Be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, God loved us so much, he came to us. He sought us out. He wants that relationship with us more than we want it with him. He wants that relationship with us before we even know we need him. That's how much God loves us. That's what we should really be in awe of. No matter what we've done in our past, he loves us. He's ready to forgive us. Again, our way to the family of God is through a relationship with Jesus Christ, the one who did come so we could be a part of that family. Have you become a child of God? Are you in his family? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? If not, today's a wonderful day to do it. If we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, we should be living every day again to be more like him. To take on his characteristics, his attributes. To love each other. To sacrifice for each other. To offer each other grace. And to live in peace. That's what our goal should be every day. Are we trying to live more like Christ every day? I pray that if you haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior, that you do so this morning. Or if you're on this journey and we, 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 we get distracted sometimes by some of the things and we forget what it means to be a Christian, I pray that you're redirected today. And you put your focus on a perfect risen Savior. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for your word, Lord. Thank you for creating us. Lord, thank you for, uh, for loving us unconditionally. Lord, thank you most of all for desiring that relationship. Lord, thank you for seeking us out. Lord, thank you for letting us be a part of your family. Lord, then rely on your perfection. Lord, because we can't do it on our own. Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here or anyone listening online that does not have that relationship with you, Lord, they, 
they decide to put their faith in you today. In Jesus' name, amen.